It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Welcome, Mason Smith, to the Bucked Up Podcast. Cheers, cheers, the microphone. Okay, I'm having, man. I uh, I had your wife first, who's not even a comic, just, just she, way she, smarter than I am. Exactly. It's a self help. This isn't going to be a self help episode at <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs> not at all. You will find out why later. But uh, <laughs> but no, this is going to be a hangout episode, and I really I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you not making me talk about therapy stuff. Yeah, we don't have to talk about therapy stuff. Let's talk about farts and pooping. Farts and poop. (laughs) Farts, poop, and dicks. Is is that the name of your first album? Yeah, yeah. Farts, dicks, and money. Farts, dicks, and money. And a little bit of titties. (laughs) The Mason Smith story. Show us your tits. (laughs) I hope that comic doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't need to relive that. I still don't remember doing it, and I still feel awful about it. That's how a lot of... You were one of the first people to... You had a show go on uh, post-quarantine for a, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And sadly, uh, that got canceled, and then that bar is actually closed down now. <laughs> for good? Uh, no, well, he's fighting it. Oh, fighting oh because... Fight. He wasn't fighting it that hard. No, I mean, he's fighting it now. I mean, yeah. they're closed. Yeah. Did so. you like running your own show? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, in a way, because it was cool to get all the stage time, and, like, it was fun because I had never really – I had never hosted. So that was a different thing to do. Like, I did my – um, you know, I did a backyard show. I was yeah, at yeah, your you first one. Yeah, show. and I took uh, 500 milligrams. Right, of the, the Sour Patch Kids. Of some Sour the Patch Kids. Stony Patch Kids. The Stony Patch Kids, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we did the, I did the backyard show and we, you know, did the whole, I got a porta potty, did it upright, you know, socially distanced, obviously, and everyone bring your own chair and all that mask required bullshit. And uh, it went, went great. That's kind of like the first place we really like met. Yeah, yeah. And then... That was a great line. Oh, yeah. It was literally all like people who have like been around Boston for a long time. They're all local headliners. uh, Definitely. Yeah. And uh, such a sick lineup. And then a few surprise guests. And then. um, But yeah, so that went well. And then uh, asked me if I would like to run a show. Something I like about the the comedy scene, and I feel like people will disagree with me on this, but like. When I was 16 and I was a loser and a loner, I would go to comedy shows before I did stand up and I met like Will Noonan and they were very welcome, like Dan Bulger, Lamont right. Price. They were very welcoming to me. And then when I came back in the scene, they were still friendly. They like, said, go away from me. <laughs> they're like, God, <laughs> all this time and you suck. Right. You spent like, all Jesus this- Christ, we thought you were just a fan. <laughs> Come on. Now you got a shitty five minutes to My it. goodness. <laughs> But uh, those are I, all very nice guys, though. For sure. They are. I like how welcoming the scene is. Like people right. think if you show that you care, I feel like people are welcoming. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there was a few comics that it took like like eight months or more to to get to uh, have a conversation. With, oh, you have to prove which, yourself. One hundred percent. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people, everyone sees this in open mics. Like you'll see one someone who only goes to one mic a week. And it's that same one every week, yeah. which I did that for about three months uh, before I realized that there were bar open mics. <laughs> like I thought the comedy studio was the only place you could go. Oh, uh, I feel like you and the com- you like thinking that that's what comedy is. is I, did, like- I had no idea that there was a bar scene. No, like breweries. I didn't know anything about that. That's like you going to like a sushi restaurant. Being like, this is all that food is like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not not what you seem to. I enjoy. had no idea. Yeah. Uh, and then I, and then, um, you know, Jack Hall, uh, you know, Jack Hall, mm-hmm. he was the first, he was the guy who like, get, like pretty much bullied me into going on because he saw me. Cause I was creeping. I was going to open my, you were just, just watching. I was just watching. And then like one Tuesday, he's like, dude, I've seen you here like four times. You got to stop being a weirdo. Just fucking go on. Either pull your dick out yeah. or get on stage. Like, okay. <laughs> and I went on and it was awful. But, but I remember like, uh, when I went on and seeing those, lo- where were you? Oh, the, the, studio, studio, the studio, which the is first, like an yeah. actual yeah. club. Mm-hmm. And you get up there and it's, 
just pitch black. You don't realize when that lights on you, dude, it's like, you don't see you don't shit. See anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just remember almost like, I don't even know what I said. And, and I came off stage. Did you have anything written down? I like, had, did you have yeah, like prepared jokes? Was, you know, jokes. Yeah. Um, but it was terrible and nothing worth ever repeating. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, w- I, d- I think I did uh, a minute and a half and, and just bailed. That's so you saw on my Instagram, I have the first clip of me ever doing stand up on Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. But when I, the first time I like did stand up, that wasn't like Kill Tony. You know what I mean? Not like a minute was at Sally O'Brien's. And I did That's that same thing. One. I did like three minutes and I got, I was like, I ran off stage and I like left. And I was like, fuck, like, fuck, fuck. That's what the fuck. Well, like, see, when I got done, it was more like, Oh, glad that's a, like, all right. Got, and then, uh, and then Jack was actually standing outside the green room waiting for me to come off and was like, how was it buddy? Like, and I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm like shaking. And he's like, he's like, there's no drug in the world that feels like that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, is that true? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I mean that rush, that feeling that I got doing my first time of doing stand up. Yeah. That I, the adrenaline, I mean, I've, I don't even think I've ever had a Coke rush like that. Like, I mean, that was just, just my, I was shaking. My yeah. heart was pounding. When I got and off it stage, was my like, knees were like, my yeah, legs were shaking. Like, like yeah, exactly. And it just was something that I had wanted to do for so long. And to finally get that one out of the way was just like, uh, since a part of it was like, glad that's over. Mm-hmm. And another part of me was like, I cannot wait to do that again. How long did until you did it again? Next week. Next I, week. I, I never stopped. From that point on, I went every Tuesday until. Uh, so I started November 2018 and only went once a week every Tuesday to the comedy studio till January when I started asking about other mics. And did you just people around the scene were the ones that told you? Yeah, Jack. Jack yeah, he was and, like, and then uh, you Tiny, go to I met Tiny, who's from Arkansas. And, uh, he, you know, we I had no idea he was from Arkansas. Oh yeah. He's from the nice part. Oh yeah. He's from the Northwest. That's the nice it's part where the hogs that. are and like Fayetteville, like the university and all that stuff. <laughs> the hogs yeah. and the college. That's, yeah. that's, that's what, the that's the part. nice part. Yeah. <laughs> they got flush and toilets. Everything in between is, uh, <laughs> you know, like the Ozarks and fucking. <laughs> yeah. The bat. Did you like that show? Ozarks? Oh, it's a great show. I love Jason Bateman. Yeah, no. Fucking awesome. Great show. So my, I did this. I did Kill Tony when I was 17. So cool. I used a fake ID. You did to it get in LA too, yeah, right? At the belly room. Cool. Uh, some of my favorite comics to this day were in the room. Like I love Tony Hinchcliffe. I love Jamar Neighbors. Uh, uh, his album, Naked. Uh, is one of my favorite comedy albums of all time. He was on in there. Brody Stevens, rest in peace, yeah. was in the room. And he told me that, you know, that I did a good job for my first time. So, like, he was definitely lying to you. <laughs> no, that's, well, that's a good he's, clue. He's Mr. Positivity. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> was he, what is it? What is the one that he, that's from? Uh, uh, you got it. You got it. Yeah. 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 He's, I've seen him. 818 for life. <laughs> I love Brody Stevens. Yeah, he was but, great. Uh, and then I went back to Boston and I didn't do it because I wasn't 21. And I was just like too nervous. And I did improv, which uh, is like, yeah. I almost didn't want to. I didn't know what you were going to make fun of me more for having a peace and social justice minor or doing improv. I think that I think improv might be worse. I do too. <laughs> Boo. Imagine if I go up to the mic and I'm like, I'm done with comedy. I think I'm going to do slam poetry. And I'm like, my feet in the sand. <laughs> they feel as if a person is behind me. I don't know what I can't do poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Edit it out. <laughs> Sorry. Is, settle down. Excuse me. I have a this piece of social of, justice. Yeah, this is that kind of podcast. This is a self-help podcast. This you, you leave that shit over there on high noon. <laughs> this isn't high noon, which you can get on Apple and Spotify, hosted by Mason Smith and Andrew Vickers. And Google. It's hosted by Google. No, no, it's also on Google. Oh, it's also on Google. I was like, do you just Google shit? It's it's the voice from Google. Like, how do I get the toilet unclogged? And you're like, oh, Google, you're such a great host. But um, then I didn't do it for a long time. And then I went back 
to LA the next year and I got on Kill Tony again. And now you're 18. I'm eight. I, I, I must 19, have been. I I'm 19. Yeah. So I use a fake ID and that's in the main room now. Yeah. And it's I sold mean, it out. It blew up. Dude. Yeah. So Kill it's Tony's sold out awesome. in the main room. Steve-O is the host. Oh, cool. And I, I actually, I, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's when they moved to more like roasting. Like, oh, it wasn't oh, like that before. Before it was more like actually like giving notes, giving notes. Yeah. Oh, and okay. then, so, but I stopped listening after I did it. Yeah. So then I go back and I go up on them. It's sold out and the most popular, like the main stage of the comedy store is probably the most famous comedy. Right. It's like 400, it's like 400 seats or something. Yeah. Right? And it's probably the most famous stage of all time in comedy. Yeah. And so I get up there for my, I guess it's my fourth time doing stand up now. And I didn't know that they were going to roast me. So I yeah. had like a medium set. Honestly, it was, it wasn't horrible, but it was medium. And they just roasted the fuck out of me. And I was just like, oh, damn. And so I didn't do stand up like, again. For I'm like, never doing this again. Well, no, I really wanted to do it, but I was like, I guess I have to wait till I'm a little bit more like hardened. Yeah. In life, I guess. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're also you're super. You're still not. You're still only like I'm 23 20, years yeah, old. Yeah, and it's so funny because like, <laughs> look, I'm 29 and I look 48. <laughs> I look a lot older than 23. I had I get I told about I'm, a lot. I get told I look like I'm 30. Uh, no, I don't think so. crazy. No. no, I shaved my beard real short today. It's usually yeah. longer. Yeah. Yeah, you have like a man's man's yeah, about to beard. Say, dude, you're talking to someone who, since I was 20, I've looked 35. Really? Yeah. You have good, like a good hairline. Oh, I have good hair. Yeah. You got the yeah, beard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk down on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got shitty genetics. <laughs> we can't all be winners, Sam. Would you rather give up your hairline for starting comedy than when I'm starting? Or would I rather be your age, have your hairline and start comedy when you're doing it? I'd rather keep my hairline because 27 starting comedy is not that old. That's not Bert that old. Pressure was 26 or 27. Yeah, I'm 23 and going bald. <laughs> That's when true. When he started, you know. Dangerfield uh, and, didn't get big until his 50s. Yeah, yeah, I th yeah, absolutely. I don't really think that's a thing anymore. The whole like having to start when you're a teen, like Bill Hicks was 15. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle was 14, like 14. Yeah. Uh, who else was a teenager when they started? Uh, I think, uh, no, Chris Delia was like, what, 20 or something like that? Yeah, right? a lot of people in like, are like the 20 to 23 range. Yeah, a lot of, like Joe Rogan was like 21. Yeah, you know? well, that's why like when I was- But I do wish I would have started at your age, I do. Were you a fan of it at that time? Oh, I've been a, fa I've been a fan of comedy since I was like 11 when- uh. The first, I might have been 10 or 11, and uh, I saw the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, uh, like on v or, With uh, like DVD. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy, Billy Ron, Ron White. Yeah. I saw and, Ron White before. Uh, He's you know, so good. You know good. what's funny? Uh, so anyways, I loved Larry the Cable Guy, and I remember thinking, like, what is it? He's just talking? But he's like, this is hilarious. I didn't even know what stand-up was, really, because I was a fan of sitcoms just growing up as a kid. I loved mm -hmm. Roseanne. And Tim the Toolman Taylor, like all that shit. I loved it, but I never knew they were stand-up comics. Oh, so like, you I just like the I yeah. just liked humor. I didn't know about any of that stand-up mm -hmm. stuff. And uh after seeing that, I was like, wow, stand-up is cool. But what's funny is uh re you know, years a couple few years ago when I really dove deep before I started doing comedy, I found that show uh, Night at the Improv that's on A and E. Mm -hmm. You can find them all on like Amazon and uh I saw Ron White on there as a young Ron White in like 1989. And he does a few of the same jokes from blue collar comedy tour. Oh really? Yeah. So that means he traveled with that material for like well over fit, like cause blue collar comedy tour was like Oh two Oh three. And then so 89. So well over 10 years. That's crazy. Uh, so do you know the comedian also rest in peace, Ralphie May? I love him. He's from Arkansas. Yeah. So he's he... from next to my hometown. Oh, really? Clarksville. Oh, wow. He's buried there too. Oh, they got rid of the town? No. Oh, because he's so big. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. But he did a massive. I loved him though. He's I did too. He did a massive. Can actually, I'll tell you, this is a real fucked up story. So I used to go, not real, fuck, 
he died. This isn't as fucked up as that. I used to go to a lot of comedy shows before I did comedy. And I would go all the time. And the only one I ever skipped is I drove to the show and I couldn't find parking for Ralphie May. And I was kind of like, I couldn't find parking. And I was just like, it's because he was there. <laughs> yeah. And so I literally just drove off. I was like, I'm not going to go to the show. And I never got to see him perform Where was the show? at the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. So I never got to see him perform. But he taught um, a masterclass kind of on YouTube about comedy. And he was talking about how like he likes having like 10 hours of material over his 20 years of comedy that he can do a joke he wrote in year three and like bring it back and just like throw it, like right. just pepper it in. And so that's probably what Ron White's doing too. Yeah, it could be. But also I feel like back in that era, you have you your kept set. your yeah. act for, you know. So I saw this dude, Barry Crimmins. Do you know who he I've is? Heard, I've heard the name. So he was on Rogan. He was an old comic. He started the Boston scene, really. And he had a documentary put out about him with Bobcat Goldthwait about him yep. stopping uh, child predators on the Internet. Uh, was he in? Uh, did he create to catch a predator? He did not create oh, okay. to catch a predator, but he did. <laughs> he did some of the same work. But I got to see him when he did his comeback at Sally O'Brien's. Um, so he came out uh, blazing. <laughs> no, no, not at Sally O'Brien's. What a big <laughs> venue! <laughs> and he, it really, opened like he really aged well. <laughs> he's doing five minutes. He yeah. signed up on the list. Yeah. So this is his big no at Johnny D's. At Johnny D's, a different, a different club. And he had this opener. <laughs> this is the whole point of the story. This opener was his first name. Can. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, we're edited out. Edited out. <laughs> this isn't high noon. We don't edit out our <laughs> shitty jokes. My audience is gonna see how unfunny you are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your, your drops don't got shit on mine. <laughs> I got more than eight. You got? I only got three right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Uh but um his opener must have been like one of his openers when he was like in comedy early on and he had the exact same set he must have been doing from, from 80, the 80s. Yeah, from 81. Dude, it was so bad. I went with my dad and we What's were literally like airplane food. Legit. And then he a whole two minutes was him doing a Dangerfield impression. Hey. And it's like you can't do an impression of another comic. Yeah. You're like yeah, I mean, especially if that's what you're committing to for for a uh, dude uh, that remind one time uh, I was at the comedy studio and this guy comes in. And I'd never seen him before. And he's like, oh, is this where you sign up for the open mic? I'm like, yeah. And so, like, he's like, OK. And he showed up at like, you know, like five mm -hmm. so he could be in on all the signing up. And uh, it was when. Uh, it was right when they started making everyone stand outside mm -hmm. in that back the, area. the bar got switched or whatever. Yeah. So we're all standing there and then uh, he brings the list out or whatever. And normally people are polite about who was there first, sometimes not. And so he, this kid like sees these girls like grab the list and just start signing each other up. And he's like, I, I could tell he'd never been there because he goes, what the fuck's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you don't know this place, do you? This is not that type yeah. of mic. And he was like, he was like, what kind of bullshit is this? I was here before them, yada yada yada. Fucking these girls all get to sign up, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, like that's just, I don't know, like yeah, it's just kind of, it's just one of those things I you got to deal yeah, with. I don't yeah, to tell you. And he's like, well, that's fucked up. And he's like yelling this, and he's like, and I'm like, so where have you been doing comedy? And he's like, oh, this is my first time. <laughs> and I'm like. What? He's like, this is not how yeah. I expected like, it like, to dude, go. Have you ever, I'm like, okay, so clearly, I am very disappointed. Yeah, this like, is dude, a bad. I don't know what you thought was gonna happen here. My first time, I was number like 68. The first time I went to the studio, I didn't know about the list. Yeah, so I put my name in the bucket. Oh, and then oh, I, that was for the the next. Yeah, yeah, and then I literally I had work the next morning, so I just sat there and I never went home. Oh. 
And then the next week I got picked and I had to work, so I couldn't oh. do it. So I was like, fuck the studio. I am like, never doing comedy again. And then I came back and they were very nice about it. I was like, listen, this is what happened. Where do I go? I'm an idiot. And I didn't ask questions because I'm insecure. That is my, <laughs> that's my mantra. You know, like that's, I don't like talking. Like I had a check engine light on today. You're like, gonna just clear that off. <laughs> it's like, I was like, do I really have to talk? Like, I didn't want to talk to people. So I went to one Jiffy Lube and they were like, we can't do it here because we can't get in your car. Do what? Check my what the light was. Dude, you don't go to a Jiffy Lube for that. <laughs> you go to a mechanic shop. I don't know this shit. Dude, listen, if you I went to an auto zone and they're like, someone no. stole our machine. So I went well, to an uh, advanced auto parts and this I was finally helped there. But yeah. the guy Jiffy Lube... Now I understand why, how mad he was that I asked him to do that. Yeah, why? I was like, can you do this? And oh, he's and he's like, like, don't, why? He's like, why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> like, this yeah is dude, because what you need to do is you either, I, I guess you can do advanced auto or something like AutoZone. They do have the computer. But also, you can just go to a mechanic shop and be like, hey, can you check out my car? And they'll plug it up too. Like and they'll probably also be better than the guy who makes eight bucks an hour. I was and was an taught anxious how to... person and I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, I don't. Want... If you want here? I'll give you some self help. I... You want to do some self help on this podcast? I need some self help. Look people in the eye, pretend that you're actually six five, which you are, and say, "Come out here, plug your little machine up. Tell me what's wrong with my car." I actually start needed that. acting like you're six five. I needed that today. What I was is wrong over. with you. I went, dude. I act like I'm six six and two hundred and fifty pounds, and literally just just act. I just say whatever I want, and it just it's like obviously I'm not. Yeah. And at any moment, dude, I, I have see a you as bigger up, than me. I, I have see a you as bigger than me. Literally, someone could kick me in the knee and then punch my spine, and I'm going down. I can't fight. I'm crippled, <laughs> and I'm thirty years old. I have a fucking belly. Like I got fucking uh, acid reflux. My back hurts constantly. And I still act like I'm six five. <laughs> you're, a, you're a real man. <laughs> you know what it is? I think this beard has gotten intertwined into my brainstem somehow. And it's like, yeah, Mason, you can beat him up. Talk to him like he's nothing. You're well, one. You're like you're from the South. Yeah, that catches people off guard. <laughs> you have an accent where it's like, is he doing a character? Right yeah. And they're like, I guess I, I guess it's just an ignorant character. That yeah, right, be. right. But no, you, I do see you as bigger than me. That is a real thing. I do see you. But also, you've Should lived not. a lot tougher life than I have. I don't know about it. I think I made it tough on myself. 100%. I, that is why I'm nobody, anxious. Nobody I'm forced like, me to get those DWIs. <laughs> nobody forced me to rob that Walmart. <laughs> nobody forced me to get on all those Xanaxes. Do you ever think about you're doing something that a rapper is living and then you're like, it's a lot less cool when I'm this white. I'm yeah, white. Yeah. I mean, also because I'm not, I can't rap about it. That is so. true. You could sing a country song. <laughs> yeah. I took too many Xanax and I went and stole a TV, <laughs> wrote him a blank check, and I'm never going to be on MTV. You just made a hit. Yeah. Copyright it, put it on Spotify. You're making millions. You're the rap country. You're like the Lil, you're the white Lil Nas X. Except without the dicks. <laughs> you're wearing a tie-dye shirt. It could be with the dick. Hey, you can wear tie-dye shirts and not suck balls. I didn't, I didn't say anything about balls. <laughs> Or dicks. It's not gay if you suck the balls. Hey, ain't nothing gay about getting your dick sucked. Oh, you've been to prison. <laughs> Remember, everybody that goes to prison, they're a little gay after. I talked to a guy who's in prison, and I won't out him, but he was on the scene. And he was like, everyone's gay for a day, bro. In prison, everyone's gay for a day. And I'm like... He's like, hey, you just close your eyes, use a little Vaseline. Hands a hand. It's just a popsicle that never melts when you close your eyes. <laughs> Yuck. Also, by the way, let the record show I didn't go to prison. I've only been in county jail. There's a difference. How many times have you been arrested? Oh, more than 10. Jeez, Louis, more than you can count on your fingers. No, probably like 10 or 12. 
are they all just it's you- all dumb it's a, a lot of it was minor in possession of alcohol because oh. a lot of it was like i was like i didn't get arrested after i was 20 that's Everything. how Ani, our producer, got arrested. Oh, the fuck? Yeah, That's like because the thing is, if you're under 21 and you get caught with alcohol or alcohol in your system, you automatically get arrested. But you don't go to. But unless you're over 18, you don't go to jail. But when you are 18, they take you to jail and you spend the night in jail. Oh, but all, drunk but all you got was a misdemeanor. So like, I have a lot of those. Mm. Like a lot of like getting arrested drunk and going to jail for a night. You're more of a drinker. I love if you ain't boozing, you losing. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, you want to hand me all my, my makings over there? Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, no, we don't cut the podcast. How am I going to make a drink? I'll hand you your drink shit and I'll talk and I'll be a good host. Need all the fixings. You need all the fixings. Yeah, you are. I'm not a real. OK, I used to be a drinker. Now you're just a stinker. <laughs> Edit it out. Another bad joke. Another I'm a, bad I need joke. An ice cube tray too, please. You're a fucking needy bitch. I do it. I need it. I offered to just. I said I could just get up and do it myself, and you said you give me everything. I did say I. I'm sorry for calling you a needy bitch. That was rude of me. Speedy quick. No, but I'm. I used to be a drinker, but I can't anymore. You. You seem to. You're like Burt Kreischer with drinking. Uh, like, um, cause I like it <laughs> cause you can handle it. I need the club. So oh, you need the clubs. You can handle it. Oh yeah. This is a really interesting part of the podcast for everyone. <laughs> yeah. You can handle it. Like oh, yeah. I was on shout out to another fantastic podcast that we were both on dude. Where's my goat. And I was on a episode of that podcast and uh, I was this telling weeks. you this week's yeah. Uh, well not when this is released. Yeah, but um yeah exactly no this will probably be uh, three weeks or something um this would be a good new year's one it might be it might be the new year's one but i got way too drunk on that show you did sam <laughs> yeah 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 you'd real tell me about that experience well mason uh it was it was a really it was haven't a, you ever heard <laughs> don't interrupt a man while he's making a drink <laughs> the people listening to this podcast will never know that was me doing an impression oh, of you spot on. <laughs> spot on my family's from the south yeah, uh, does your little podcast know about your dirty little secret? <laughs> That's not my dirty little secret. <laughs> it's just not, is it not? That, that I'm related to Robert E. Lee is probably my dirty that's little what secret. I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, that... Yeah, See, that's, now you've outed yourself. I've outed myself. You've outed yourself wearing that shirt. I've outed myself. <laughs> 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 no. See, we keep in the good jokes. <laughs> no, but I, I can't... I used to be able to drink a lot. But now I have such a low tolerance. And then I got into white claws. And now I just feel like a girl. Uh, I like uh, seltzers in the mornings. Seltzers in the mornings. I'm not a day, I'm not a morning drinker. Uh, Saturdays and Sundays, I'll drink those. You know, if I get up around nine, I'll start crushing seltzers around like 10. And then I'll transition to either Miller Lite or vodka. I did my first, I shotgunned a hard <laughs> seltzer. Good for you. Uh, White Claw. And that's the intro of the podcast that's releasing this week. Of uh, uh, who's the guest on that? Brian Daly. He was on the dating. I was on a dating show with um, uh, that Ani Mushar. Carson Daly's little brother. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Big get. Big get. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big gay. Big gay. (laughs) You are. Carson Gailey. (laughs) <laughs> well, edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> you can drink and go on stage, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Even so when I was I can't a smoke and go on stage, I can't. I've done it like three times, and I've hated every moment of it. Uh, it's a it's a thing you have to learn. I don't like it, but I feel like you can get more in the pocket with it because you're like disconnected. Like it's you're on well, stage. I feel persona. disconnected with the booze. Mm. Then I'm able to be loose. The audience goosey, feels disconnected and I, and too. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can be, but I can like, I can like be like more silly. I feel yeah like when I'm drinking, because when I'm so, if I go up, I've obviously like I did like that uh that CCTV 
uh, the Cambridge. Oh, the Christian show. I'm just kidding. It's no. the Casey McNeil show. Yeah, exactly. So I did that like three, two or three times and it was sober as a bird on uh, all those and was still, and I was, it, I was surprisingly not as nervous as I thought I was going to be, but I just prefer to be drinking. Look at the dog. <laughs> your dog looks dead like you ever see a video of like an elk shot and it's yeah. legs are up That's... his hoof is sticking out of the couch <laughs> but um i just i don't know i just like i like my i like drinking in my own regular life yeah so that's just the the state i like to be in is like a little drunk the Burt Kreischer state. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like to be a little stoned. I, I like to. I like to. I like more like the Jim Leahy style than the Burt Kreischer style. Just, just listen to the liquor there, Randers. <laughs> the shit. <laughs> listen, you. I feel like you're a perfect combination of Randy and Jim Leahy. <laughs> Like if they were able to have a baby, <laughs> like if they were able to have a, a baby, if they were able yeah. to have a gay baby from all the sex, the dirty, dirty sex yeah. they do, Crazy. you, you'd be what would come out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the shit storm that was brewing. Mm -hmm. It's okay. coming back. Uh, yeah, but you got to get it on their swear, not swear net. Uh, you know, you got to get a new subscription. I support. I support small business. <laughs> Is that small business? No, but I, I think about it with merch. I buy a lot of merch. Yeah. And it's Is that one of those $800 sweaters. They are. This was $60. And now, now you can sell it for like 1400. I could sell it for 300 if I really wanted to, but <laughs> yeah, I like wearing it. Does, it. You can't, who is it? It's a uh, Gianni Versace. Oh, okay. We have the same hair. Like, follow me on Instagram at Sam C. Buck if you want to see my hoodies. Like who? Who is it again? He's the guy who created Vers the guy who created Versace. Versace. Guy you can't even spell Versace. <laughs> do you know the clothing brand Versace? Do you know that reference I just did? I do. What is the kind? Is that the kind? Oh it's no, from next Friday. Oh no, so, I don't. Then okay. I thought you were no. I thought you were doing the Kanye, but you didn't want to do the the voice. No. Like a black voice. That was a black voice. That was a pretty shitty black voice. Well, it's because I didn't say the N-word. Everybody love everybody! Edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a, uh, a guest come on this podcast, and he was like, I'm going to Shane Gillis your podcast. What an odd thing to say. <laughs> I was like, please don't. I'm not going to tell you what episode it was, but I was like, please don't do weird that. Don't ruin. Yeah, this is a this is a self help podcast. This is a family podcast. This, okay. is a, this is a podcast for the whole family. Women and children and families listen to this. Lesbian weekly. couples with adopted children. Lesbian couples with uh, uh, babies made in a test tube. Yeah, yeah. Gay men with uh, uh, kids that aren't their race. You know, <laughs> gay men with kids that are their race. And may we walk be all. stolen. <laughs> Why are they stealing? I would not want to steal Didn't a you baby. Hear that? that was a conspiracy. The gays are stealing babies. I did. I might be too. You said something about that's so 97 the other, like a little bit ago. I and I was like, never have said that's so 97. <laughs> you were like, that's so 1997. I said that. You did say that. On this episode? It might have been before we were recording, but I was like, I was born in 97. I don't know that I would have ever said such a thing. <laughs> you don't say shit like that. That's a weird thing to come out of my mouth. I say a lot of weird shit. <laughs> I don't know if that's one of them. Do you do you write your jokes out? Like when you think of a weird thing, do you type it in your phone? I do. My phone is filled with notes. Um, and when there's most of it, hate speech. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so pre-COVID, like when comedy was a thing, I would actually I would have all this stuff on my phone that I would think about throughout the day, mm -hmm. and I would hand to paper, pen to paper, write it out. And then I would go work on it like that night and then would just tweak it as I went in my phone. Cause I recorded also all the open mics. Mm -hmm. Do you listen to all of them? Oh, of course. I listened to them on the way home that night. I used to be good about it, but since I haven't been good about it recently. Well, now I don't feel like there's any point. I don't even think there's any point in like, I have a shit ton of notes that I haven't actually tried to work on. Like I haven't tried to write, write like a joke since like 
since my bar show got shut down mm. because it's like there's nothing coming up. I'm not doing online show. I refuse to do Zoom stand up. I had a show in New Hampshire last week that got canceled. I heard, I heard you say that. Yeah, it got canceled because the owner got COVID or something. Oh, but it's now it's. I just, do I just pushed a button. I think you're good. Talking to the microphone. Hello, hello. You're hello. still good. Okay. What are these buttons? That's uh the audio. If you have the headphones connected into the oh. microphone. Mics. Yeah, they're very. We're very fancy here. I'm bucked yeah. up. It's a nice setup. And um, there you go. But now my show is January second. It's outside. Inside. Oh, okay. it's in New Hampshire. They don't give a fuck in New Hampshire. Yeah, but yet there was still surprisingly not a lot of shows. No, because not a lot there of was funny a lot people. More in Providence than anywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, even what they were doing inside stuff. There, yeah, there's a bar there that does inside. Not stuff. anymore. It's shut down for a couple for oh, like a month okay. or something. You mean till spring? Yeah, comedy's kind of like going away for a little bit. But right. it'll come back. Well, see, that's my whole reason of not feeling like I felt like I needed the right. Like, why? No one, there's there's no shows, there's no open mics. I've been journaling. My uh, <laughs> don't roll your fucking eyes at me. It's goodness. been it's been really beneficial for me. Oh yeah, I forgot we're on a self-help podcast. I can't talk about my journaling. I'll look back at that and I'll take jokes out of it. You'll look back at that and you'll go, man, what a fag. I do do this sometimes. <laughs> Kick I'm yourself like, in the ass. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I can't believe I thought that. I got to get rid of this college degree. <laughs> Let me wipe, burn it. I'm going to go punch some lady in the head. I always think about like, because I studied, so my real my real degree, I do have the other like that I have, but the, the real one I had was film and new media. And now this is new media. Like I'm hosting a podcast. I'm doing it. Like I'm kind of doing what my degree taught me a little bit. And I wonder like if my school or any of my teachers like watch this and they're like, he's doing it. But Jesus, this is the <laughs> way he's doing it. Like he's fucking, it's called. They're like, he's worse stuff. than I thought he was going <laughs> to be. We're drinking. We're, like, <laughs> we're doing other substances. <laughs> we're, like, this is not the podcast that they probably wanted to create in that environment. Yeah, make sure they can't see the heroin needles. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done coke. I've never done pills. I've never done any, like, hard. I gotcha. Wink, wink. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I have never even taken, like, Adderall. I had a lot of friends in college who loved Adderall. I never took it. It's easier for me to tell you what I haven't done. What haven't you done? PCP. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and then like ayahuasca, peyote, mm. mescaline. Why did you stay away from PCP only? Because never seen if it. listen, because <laughs> if li <laughs> if listeners are listening, if listeners are listening, you should know that there are a lot of drugs out there, and for PCP to be the only one not on it, <laughs> you want to know why? You want to? It's just because you never saw it. Uh, yeah, I just never had it offered to me. Also, it seems a little scary, I suppose. At this age, it all, it at all this age now, with my back the way it is, I would never do it. <laughs> you don't do PSP. I said PSP. Yeah. PSP stunk, too. Well, you were trying to find PCP. I was playing the PSP. Yeah. That's the worst system ever. <laughs> actually, no. Actually, I take that back. GameCube was the worst system Don't ever. you dare fucking Dude, shit GameCube on GameCube fucking sucks. I will ruin your kitchen. Get Nintendo? <laughs> fuck off. Dude, Dude the GameCube N64 was my shit. was better than GameCube. Goldeneye, come on. Cancel the podcast. Come on. This is over. No, dude. I was born in 97. Oh, right. GameCube sucks. Dude. GameCube was amazing. No, you might as well have got a Dreamcast. I hope you get Go it. Go play Echo the Dolphin, fucking loser. Beat it, loser. <laughs> Show us your tits. <laughs> no, they had an open world Pokemon game oh, on the GameCube. Oh, God forbid. That's a good one. It was a good one. Dude, Pokemon stinks too. What I, are you I, playing? What at that time? Yeah, PS2 was out. Game, yeah, I had a PS2 too. Three. You just wanted to kill hookers. hookers. I wanted to find Robin Banks shooting people in the head. I'm sorry. Seeing how many stars you could get. I caught animals and tortured them as a child, so I played Pokemon when I grew up. You stole from Walmart, so you stole bag uh, banks. So I didn't torture 
animals, by the way. That was a joke. That was a joke. Well, it really. wasn't very funny. Edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you steal from Walmart? How old were you? Eight, eight, uh, 18 or 19. You're good. And, uh, it wasn't really, it was, uh, so actually we had like stole stuff out of a vehicle <laughs> and there were some blank checks in there oh, and okay. we thought it would be a good idea to go get new Xboxes, flat screen TVs. Uh, were you always as a kid, like. Just like you were like, fuck it. I'm going to do uh, like you are open to trying, trying things no matter the, well, the so I had I had a shift because like from the age of like 12 to 17, I raced motocross. Like that's what I did every weekend. I had a dirt bike. That's all I cared about. You're one and, of those kids and played drums. And so like I had music motocross didn't care about it. I didn't were you care straight about, edge. Well, I was a kid. Well, you can. I know people I mean, I who are like smoking weed when I was fifteen. Okay, but like, so like fifteen to seventeen, were you other than weed straight straight edge? No, I drank. Too. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, but other than that, yeah, just weed and boozing. Mm -hmm. But that was still. I never let that interfere with motocross and uh, music. Like I loved playing drums. That was my hobby. And then I had the motocross. What type of music? Uh, well, when I just played drums, so I just would put headphones on and play to old classic rock. And, and then I discovered, I used to play drums and I used to play to like ACDC and all that. Oh yeah. yeah. I, that's what I learned to play. Dun, yeah. Dun, all that. Stuff. Yeah. I, I learned play, yeah. on all that. And then when I was a senior at 17, I got into a metal band and became obsessed with being in a metal band and like learned about Slipknot and Lamb of God Ooh. All this stuff, the heavy devil driver. Imagine if they looked at you right now in your tie-dye shirt. Yeah. They'd be like, eh. Cause I still have the tattoo. I got a, my first tattoo was a slipknot tattoo. I have a Pantera tattoo. I liked Pantera because my dad was dead tattoo. My dad was a so, metal drummer. So like I listened to Pantera growing up. But I love a slipknot Pantera. tattoo is that's hardcore. I loved it. That's hardcore white trash. It's also my my worst tattoo. I bet it is. It looks awful. It could be great and it's still a horrible tattoo. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, so there was a big shift when I got into the metal band because I uh found I just I like was more into that than racing motocross. So then I started drinking. I, I was obsessed with drinking and partying. Did you get any head injuries doing, doing motocross? motocross? Uh maybe. Yeah. I mean, I broke my back. Oh fuck. I mean, that's why I have a fucked up back. I broke it when I was 15. Just all ever since that it's been fucked up. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah you then, broke it. Yeah, I mean, I broke it. My friend Dan broke his back, and it's been fucked up ever since. Yeah, I mean, you're never right again after you fuck your back up. Yeah. Like, I broke my back at 15. They didn't think it was broken, so it healed incorrectly. Then at night, or at uh, 18, I had back surgery to fix the broken back, and they fused it. So I have a fusion, and I've been fucked up since. Fuck. Yeah. But you know, like, the connection they talk about, like, head injury. Oh yeah, In comedy. Yeah, like I got. I mean, I'm fucking. I'm a weirdo, anyways. I got head injuries, and I think that then then I wanted to do comedy after that. Oh okay. I well, I mean, Roseanne was... got hit by a car, I think. Yeah. And then Sam Kennison had a bad mm -hmm. head injury as well. Yeah, Rogan talks about that because yeah. he was in MMA and had head head injuries. I didn't know if you like had a head injury and then were like went straight like you changed like personalities. It was just when you I got in the was, metal band. I think it was me just get caring more about partying and being cool and like i really got more into the substances after i got rid of the motocross mm. once i gave up the dirt bike stuff it was all about boozing dirt bike for dime bags yeah just got rid of it and then now and then after high school i had about a two-year period of not knowing what i wanted to do and got real deep that's when i like went off the deep end and like got like my first apartment took ecstasy for the first time and then after I took ecstasy, I wanted to try everything. Everything. Is there any that you regret trying? No, no. Cause now I know what everything feels like. What was the worst feeling? What? Uh, when you're up for like four days on meth and you just want to go to sleep and it just won't stop. <laughs> See, I don't even like, a, I don't even like how it's the, not enjoyable. The caffeine of a cup of tea makes yeah. me feel. So I don't think I'll be, I don't think I'd like that feeling. Like, yeah. that's why I never did Coke or anything is because like, I just don't like feeling I mean, up. In today's age, Coke is not even worth doing because it's so shitty. 
Like Coke sucks now. Isn't that funny that like, I feel like weed when they talk about weed back in the day, it was shit. Right. And now it's great. But you're saying Coke is the other way. It used to be really good. <laughs> yeah. And now what, what's that change? Uh, just, I don't know. Well, a few key players in the Coke game down in Miami and like, you know, uh, yeah. down by the borders, a few key players got arrested. Like, you know, you've heard the song. Like, there's, yeah, like, I understand. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there was a few people who were up top that and all. And that changed the whole game. Everything. Like, that changed the whole. Everything, yeah. It is wild how something that, like, I guess it's not small, but that small. But it affects the whole, like, because there was, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Blow, mm -hmm. but like, so, you know, George Young, the guy from Boston, Boston yeah. George talks about like if you were doing coke in the 1980s there was an 80 percent chance it was from me so it's like there was usually one or two guys that were bringing it in that then distributed it was it easier to get because you were in the south too because yeah, that's closer 100%. oh yeah that's also better quality because i could go to memphis and get like really good stuff from like quote unquote you know the ghetto but it's yeah. because I had a good friend who grew up there. Some of the best rap music's out of Memphis. Oh, I love Three Six Mafia, Lil White. I saw I Juicy love, J. I twice, love Memphis yeah. rap. I do too. It's something. It's I really love unique. Juicy yeah. J. I saw Juicy J live, and he was awful. Oh, really? I yeah. saw him, and he was good. It I was saw him. terrible. He was asking for drugs the whole time. I don't think you've ever been <laughs> to a rap concert though, because that's what all rap concerts are. Uh, well, I went to. I saw Yellow Wolf at Paradise. That's a little different. That's a white rapper. Yeah, <laughs> they have to show out a little. They have to prove themselves well, a little good, bit more. Though. Exactly, because they when you're a white rapper, you kind of have to like prove yourself a little more. That makes sense. But I saw a rapper named Hoodrich Pablo Juan get the fifteen. Shout out Hoodrich. Get the fifteen thousand dollars in cash that he probably was paid for the show. Bring it out on stage and then just count it while his music was playing in the background. But did he throw any of it out? Nope. Or? He just counted it while drinking a bottle oh. of promethazine. And it was so it was so I'm a rapper and I don't give a fuck that I kind of respect him for it. Like I would have been mad, but like Is the concert still good. Like not really, but because he did that, I kind of well, that guy. Nah, I respect like, it. We all paid money to see you. We didn't pay to see you count your money. He was also robbed and stripped naked twice in the hood. So he's, he's, Oh, so the only way to count his money is on stage during his exactly. live performance. That, that's where he that feels makes safe. Sense. That's yeah, where yeah. he feels safe. What the fuck? My God. Rap Dude, did concerts? you see Eminem dropped a new album today? I listened to it. It's dog shit. Oh, don't tell me that. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Is it bad? It, I oh, only, I only that, liked but... like five songs off Okay. Because of I liked music to be murdered by. I did too. Okay. I'm not a, I'm, it's funny being a super white right rap fan. You I'm like not, all the stuff that's not famous. I don't like white rappers that much. Fuck. I keep fucking pushing that button. It's all good. Um. So you're a uh, race trader, is what you're saying? I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have an, an I have an SJW degree, and I'm a race trader. Uh, you so it, like, is there a reason you don't like white rappers? I feel like they're too white. I feel like they try too hard. Like as you have, like, I feel like a lot of white rappers try. Is there any that you do like? Yeah, like Action Bronson. There are a lot that I do like. But I okay, like I don't general, like I don't like white pop rappers because you shouldn't be. I don't like pop rappers anyway. I think okay, I'm changing my whole ideology on this because I've never. I don't like white pop rappers because you can't take rap and then make it popular, being just like a random white dude. Like if you're going to be a white rapper, you kind of have to like do your own thing. You can't use it to sell out. Mm. Does that make so sense? Like, so like someone like um like like MGK, you don't like MGK. There's a few songs I like from him. His new stuff, by the way, is <laughs> garbage. There was one song I liked off the that album. Stuff off the punk one, album. One one song I liked. Dude, off take of. that shit and fucking leave. I don't like any of that Blink One Eighty Two. That's just Ugh. dog shit. Oh, it's awful, awful. So, you have a Slipknot tattoo. Yeah, Slipknot's fucking look at their dude. They have a massive following, and Slipknot. So does Blink One Eighty Two and their no, shit. Blink One Eighty Two stinks. They do stink, dude. Slipknot is awesome. Do live you still there. listen to them? Nah. Uh, I enjoy watching old stuff, and occasionally I'll put their old music on. 
Do you ever look, just look back in the mirror and see that tattoo and think about a concert? Uh, I don't regret one tattoo that I've ever had. So you, you see, I think this is probably where my anxiety comes in is because I don't want to try things. They're probably the reason I didn't do get into drugs is because I was a loser and I was never offered them <laughs> until I learned better. Look at this fucking lurch motherfucker over here. But I get anxiety. Like I don't want to try things unless I really want to. And I like, I'm worried about the outcome, but it seems like you, like you're like, I don't regret my tattoos. I don't regret the situations I've been like, you're good with just like who you are at the moment. For sure. Yeah. And also, have you always been that way? Yeah. Yeah, like my whole, I've everything I've ever done and like experienced, it's all just been like, well, wow, that's crazy that that happened. That's a cool story now. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm open. It's like, you know, I've had like sometimes Carrie's like, uh, why do you you shouldn't tell people you've done stuff like that? And it's like, why? It's something I did when I was young. You shouldn't and, like, and now that's not something. I, if you put meth in front of me right now, I'm not going to smoke it. Yeah. Just because I have. It's not like you're Jones. And it doesn't mean just because I've tried heroin doesn't mean that I want to do heroin right now. Just because I've robbed houses doesn't mean that I would rob one now. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that I've done all those shitty things and been to jail and spent time in jail. It's like, that's just something that happened when I was young and stupid. And obviously I learned from it because look where I'm at now. Yeah, like, of course. You have like your self. I have a job. Like, I have a beautiful wife. I yeah, have you a, have an amazing I have, place. I have a like, great yeah. dog. Like, got, yeah. It's, these are things that happen. You're able to follow what and you want. And, and it's do. funny stories. Like, mm -hmm. it's things that are looking. I can look back and be like, I can't believe you did. You're a fucking idiot. Like, But wow. you made it out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my dad left me in jail. Like, I remember calling him and being like, Dad, please, like, bail me out. And he was like, nope. You got to learn. You just, this is it. Yeah. You, you did this. And I sat there for three months, just sober in jail for three months. Yeah. Just like, this is wow. So life is real. This sucks. And I never want to do this again. And I got out, I did uh, this program and it was uh, like court ordered, obviously. And I uh, did it for a year, never had any problems and I never got arrested again. How does three months in that time when you're not, you're not free, like is, does time pass slower or faster? I mean, while it's happening, you feel like it's never going to end because you don't have a, they don't, you don't have a date of getting out. Like you have your court dates and then you have your sentencing, but you don't have a date of when you're getting out. So like when I went to court and uh, this was months in, finally got my court date with my lawyer and got into this program called drug court. Mm -hmm. Then I, I knew that I had about like, I think once I accepted the plea, I think I was out in like four days after that. But from before that point, mm -hmm. all you know is that you're going to court. Like there's no, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, the judge could re, re, uh, deny your request for, for drug court. Like he could have said no. And you're just stuck in there. Yeah, but luck. it was my first offense. I had like a lawyer who like went to school with my mom. So like it was like a big favor. Like it was like a whole bunch of good things that happened to get me into this program. But you can see how easy people can get fucked over by that uh, system. Oh, dude. Dude, if you don't have money. If you, which I did, I had a public defender. He just happened to know my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was like, fuck, I got to do something for this kid. Not even that. I I think that I don't, I think he just like knew who I was because he went to high school with my mom mm. and he was, it was a coincidence that he was my yeah. public defender, mm -hmm. like big coincidence. And he's the one that got me in drug court. Other than that, I would have just accepted a felony and just gotten out on probation for five years and be a felony felon for the rest of my life. But because I went to this program that all of those felonies that I had, they went away. So, so I'm not a felon. Like I, I I'm able to carry a gun. I can do whatever. I'm not a felon. That's wild. So because of doing that program, all of those, those charges I had went away out of luck, just be, it was out of literally, if, if, if it would have been any other public defender, they would have gotten me just probation because they don't care. This also, this goes back to what you just asked. Yeah. If you're poor and you get a public defender, 
they're going to get you whatever is the base charge that you can get. And they're just going to get rid of it. That's it. That's why like, so, dude, if you, that's why you'll see like someone who gets a DWI um, as a teenager and can afford to get rid of it, it goes away mm-hmm. and nothing happens. They don't even get a fine. But if some kid gets a DWI and goes in there with a public defender, you're getting a fine. You're losing your license for six months. Money can get you out of everything, as everyone knows. I mean, like it's fucked up and it's true. So I, I mean, look, went, at, look at Epstein. Yeah. Like, so I went to um, a very I went to a boarding school. I was a day student at a boarding school and I went there. I, w- I went there for free. But for high school, it was seventy five thousand dollars a year. Fuck. Yeah. Like these were like the richest of the rich, like King, the King of Bhutan went there. Right. This is like, like, um, like Trump type. Yeah. Kids. Like very well. And like kids from Asia would have $10,000 a week stipends. What the fuck? Like, is that like an allowance? Yeah. Or yeah. Like an allowance, like 10, maybe like $10,000 every two weeks is their allowance. Like, what, what were these, they just buying a bunch of Supreme clothing? Yeah. Like it was. <laughs> It was, and I wasn't like that, but I was around it. So it was weird, like learning like, oh, these people, and I was like kind of a loner and I didn't, I wasn't part of that lifestyle. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like seeing that the money could just buy you whatever. Why did you get to go there for free? So my mom was a teacher at a school that had a program that like I was able to set, go to a school there. If one of the teachers of this school got to send their kid to where my mom taught and then I had good enough grades and extra uh, curricular activities. This was that, a high school thing? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Cushing Academy. And I, um, and that's actually where I got in my hockey accident, which is the reason I started stand up. Uh, is this, you said you were hitting the head, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I was, I just played hockey to impress a girl. It's just crazy, you know, with your size. It's like, I just don't get <laughs> like why you're like, Oh, <laughs> I'm an only child. Oh, I me think too, one. Dude. Yo, you're an only child. Yeah, That's can't so, you tell? Were you? Were your parents let you free reign? Probably. Yeah. Mine I'd were. So. My mom's <laughs> kind of like a worry, like a worrier. Oh no! See, my mom was like, uh, "Whatever you want to do, just make." Is there whatever. another one of these in the fridge? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm gonna grab one. you mo- twenty-eight so, more. So your mom was like, "You can do whatever." Yeah, I mean, my mom, like, got me a, you know, got me a dirt bike, got me, you know, whatever I wanted to do. She was about it. I know? mean, my mom bought me a fake ID. Oh, and okay. She... That's no, not in that sense. But my mom, my mom was, dude, my mom was like, I'd rather you drink than smoke weed. <laughs> that's actually my mom would buy. Well, that's why I drank a lot. My mom used to be like, are you high? And I'm like, no, I'm not at all. So you can't be smoking weed. Can't be spoke away. I, uh, my mom didn't. Now it's funny because she's married to a pothead. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, my mom would buy me a lot of alcohol because she didn't want me to smoke. And then I just drank. Isn't that weird? And then I just drank way too much. Why would you rather your kid? Because they don't know. Because she didn't smoke a lot. So she doesn't realize like what buying all this alcohol will do. I'll tell you, dude, this right here, alcohol has caused me more financial trouble. And I'm talking about as a kid, like as far as trouble goes mm-hmm. as a kid, I never once out of all the times I was arrested, never one time was arrested for a marijuana related thing. Have you been stopped by cops? No, it was all alcohol, everything, every, everything I've ever done. It was alcohol. And then like the bad one was like Xanax. Yeah. You know, you go robbing shit, you know, burglar bars. I don't know. I don't know. You, you listen to rap? I do listen to you rap. You said you like Juicy J. You don't know what burglar bars are? I do, but you I'm fuck? saying I have never You're done that. You're your urban, uh, urban dictionary. Burglar bars, burglar bars, burglar bars. Oh, I know what they are. I just have never done them. Oh, well. I had a friend, I had a friend do a Xanax once, and then she was like, she was, this like, is, well, she was like, well, this is, no, she was like, this is how I'm always supposed to feel. Oh, and then I was like, oh, I don't think I could ever do that. Like, I, I know that. Well, I'm a- I mean, there are some people who take it and they're like, so this is normal, mm. which is like, I mean, I so my mom was a worry, a very worrier, but she worried about weird things. Like it's actually very, um, very, it makes sense looking at who I am now as a person. Cause like 
she would worry about dumb things, but like the big things would be fine, like buying me a fake ID or like. Yeah. But then she'd be like, text me when you're there safely. Like, <laughs> text make... me when you get to the club, Sam. Exactly. And then I'm there with Did the Did you baby. get in? And there's fucking times where I've literally like, <laughs> your dog's drinking for people, people listening He's on to so this. So many uh, high noon episodes, just um, fucking drinking just water, sla- slurping it up. But no, but like, there would be so many times where I'd be like passed out drunk on my floor in a. It's not so many times. There's only been a few times where I've been passed out drunk when I really did drink, like on the floor, like vomit in the trash can. And I've been like, I'm home safely. And she's like, at least he's home. Like she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't know that I'm fucked up up. I'm just fucked. She's like, Oh, he he had a safe drive. Little does she know I'm fucking like right, hammered. Exactly. But that was a time that I don't do anymore. I'm not a real drinker anymore. Oh, well, more for me. All the dr- alcohol in this lifetime that I could have drank if I went down that path, I'm giving to you. Thanks. I'll take it. Like I had, I threw out a drink yesterday because I didn't like it, and I've never Dude, done that before in my life. Do you see the yawning? I did. You're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's happening. Cape nod. Edit it out. <laughs> Edit it out. <laughs> But you did. You don't care. Like you're, you're good. You're good with what life, what life brings you, and where life takes you. Yes, Sam, I. I don't know what that accent was. Jesus, (laughs) we're making a. How long are? Oh, Ani just texted us. How long are we into this? At about an hour. No rush. We'll go a little longer. I will do it. This is my show. Yeah, uh, I just mean uh, when you see me yawning, you know it's not because you're boring me. This is a self-help podcast. Made it, For- ruining my podcast. Ruining <laughs> Sam's podcast. Former guest is now shitting. I'm sorry. I'm a different i Carrie's feel like never pooped a day in her life. i feel like you just name dropped her i was we don't know what guest you're married to sure <laughs> are you married to chase abel Is he yeah yes. i just ruined i just ruined my podcast in the last the last part of it but you don't like i am an anxious person and you're not you're good with what the wind takes you uh, you know what? Do you think that hurts you in any way? I'll tell you when I feel anxiety is when everyone's standing there trying to get that paper to go on the open mic list. That's where you feel anxiety. Yeah. I'm like, oh, because everyone just is like, fuck it. <laughs> like, we just got to be on. And I'm just like, oh. that must be a blessing in disguise. Your mic got canceled, though. Oh, well, I didn't have that there. Oh, because you are, yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to be like, where am I? No, I just, I just don't like the whole like when everyone rushes the list to like, I'm gonna get my name on. I don't like that. It's yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Everybody, just be civil here. I, I've only, I will be honest because this is a goddamn self help podcast. I, uh, I have a few times been like, give me the fucking list because. I don't, it's not an excuse, but I drive so far for my mics. Like it's always an hour and I have to apologize listeners <laughs> to a former guest. Uh, I'm sorry for my joke. We'll, we'll edit it out. <laughs> We're not editing it out. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I all it's like an hour and 15 minimum drive, no matter where I'm going to do stand up. So it's, I want to get on the list. I don't want to wait if I've been there a long time, but I also won't throw bitch fits. Right. Bitch fits are the worst. I've thrown. Also, I mean, at the end of the day, also everyone needs to realize we're all just trying to do our three minutes. Like it's just, it's, it's an open mic. Yeah. We're not going to make everyone any settle down. Calm your tits. Yeah. Like show us your tits. Yeah. Feed it, loser. Yeah. <laughs> I should, you should get a drop board with those. With your Beat saying. It, loser. Beat it, loser. I don't know if I need one, but I can just say them. You, uh, do you have like a, you just poke your belly and a different one comes out? 
Yeah, that'd be cool if I had my sound drops on my belly. <laughs> Beat it, loser. Show us your tits. I just thought, yeah. Fuck off. Show us your tits. Yeah. <laughs> Beat it. If you ever get merch, you should get like a stuffed Mason doll. And it says that. And then you got to have my catchphrases. It says your catchphrases. <laughs> What are you doing over there? Oh, we are on a podcast, sir. Yeah, Carrie. <laughs> she, 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 she said, Ani, you know the podcast isn't going well when Ani says, No, nah, you good. I'm going to edit. We're not editing shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping this in. I'm saying, I'm very happy that you've been on the podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, oh you saw, I thought you were talking to Carrie. Again. I'm not. Talking to me? I was talking to the guest on the podcast. Oh, there was about two minutes of silence right there. It wasn't really, but we we uh we, we took ed- we edit that out. We'll, we'll edit it out. <laughs> this is gonna be a five minute podcast. <laughs> the shortest podcast of all time. You have a podcast, High Noon, with Andrew Vickers. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at High Noon underscore Pod. How'd you guys meet? Me and Andrew. Yeah. So I saw him go up for his first time at the comedy studio. And uh, How was it before or after you went up for your first time? It was time? a week before I went up. We're a week apart. And uh, I remember he sat down, like he sat down on the stool. And I was like, this guy's fucking sitting. <laughs> he must be like really good. He's a badass. I'm like, yeah, if you're sitting, <laughs> you got to be good at this. And then I'm like. How long you been doing stand-up? And he's like, that was my first time. <laughs> I'm like, cool, let's be friends. And then you started your podcast together. Uh, a, a year later, yeah. A year, but, yeah, but, yeah you, you built a friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like, uh, <laughs> we were like, hey, let's do a podcast. <laughs> hey, it's our first time doing stand-up. You want to start yeah, a podcast? Yeah. Which essentially is the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, um, you can follow him on Instagram at oh, hubba, hubba, hubba. Oh, hubba da hubba hubba. Yeah, something like that. Something you can go. <laughs> Podcast is ruined. Edit it out. Edit that yeah, out. Edit it out. <laughs> you know this is going to turn to a shit show. Uh, and, then, uh, and then my Instagram is uh, Mason E. Smith. Mason E. Smith. Mason E. Smith. Oh, not like Mason E. No. Uh, my initials do spell mess, which is kind of funny. What's your middle name? Edward. Mason Edward Smith. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like I'd read about him in like a history book. Serial killer book. I was going to say that like he owned slaves. <laughs> oh, edit Ma- that. I don't like that. With my accent, you can't make jokes like that. It's very You grew up on a plantation. It's very problematic. <laughs> it's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like a, a dishwasher. Have the problematic 5,000. Edit it Do out. Edit day. it out. Bad job. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to my podcast which you're we're on we're on my podcast right now this this has been the bus this could be an example of uh the it's called bucked up to do. <laughs> it's called bucked up for a reason yeah. Especially Probably today. Probably the only one you've ever been bucked up on. Probably. I haven't <laughs> been this bucked up on any of them. <laughs> but uh, you can follow me at Bucked Up Podcast on Instagram or at Sam C. Buck. You can like, subscribe to this shit. You should listen to High Noon. It's great. And you should... Um... Show us your tits. <laughs> everybody love everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course.